0: Shine a light on me. Father, shine a light on me. In every corner you see, make me be a greater offering. Every tear you hold and know, you've seen it all before. Unlock every chain, every door. Make me be a greater offering. Through the good and the bad times, your light still shines, regardless of what's inside of me. Shine a light brightly on every corner you see. Will you make me be a greater offering? I just want to be a greater offering. Welcome to the color and chaos podcast. My name is Jonah and this is episode three. I just want to start this off by saying if you are tuning into this, uh, no matter how you're tuning into this, currently we are iTunes on the Google Play Music Store. On SoundCloud and also right now if you're watching this on YouTube no matter how you're partaking in this I just want to say how much of an honor and privilege it is that you are taking time to spend through this and I just want to also start off by saying that no matter what you're going through no matter the uh, no matter possibly the pain or the confusion or the chaos or the worry or the doubt or the questions, no matter what's going on in your life right now, my prayer is that what we talk about today is something that could be relevant and, and relatable to wherever you're at. And I just want to let you know as well that there is such a bigger picture than what you might be going through. If you're going through right now and, and you're saying, "You know what, Jonah, everything's great in my life. I just want to also celebrate that with you as well." That even though this the the name of this podcast and the mission of this of 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 my heart with this site and blog and podcast is color and chaos. I also don't want to neglect the fact that if you right now are experiencing a time where you're saying, "You know what, I am seeing a joy out of life and I'm seeing such a beautiful beautiful things out of life." Um I don't want to put that down in any way. I want to celebrate that. I want to encourage you to continue to allow the good time that you are currently in allow that to to make you stronger so that when those moments come where the doubt and confusion and worry anxiety and all those other chaoses that that come in every single one of our lives when that comes that you know who you are and you know your foundation you know you know your identity you know uh, your worth you know um you not only that but you know your creator and you know your savior and sustainer and and you know him and you know that he is with you through that As well, So no matter what you're going through, if you're going through really good times, really bad times, this is for you. And my heart is for you as well. And also, I just want to do some housekeeping real quick. Um, My plan with this podcast is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of having new episodes. Now, I know me and I know how random I can be sometimes. So with that, um, there might be podcasts, there might be episodes, there might be um, videos that get uploaded that goes outside of Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So in saying that, to make sure that you can stay up to date with everything that goes on here at Color and Chaos, I want to encourage you to subscribe to follow. Uh, no matter how you're how you're partaking in this, um, if you're listening on iTunes, you can you can subscribe through that, so you can get updates through the podcast app every single time that there's a new podcast. If you, if you're on YouTube, subscribe and and not only just subscribe, but YouTube makes it very difficult to do what you want to do. And so ring the bell that's right next to the subscription pay uh, subscription button, and you'll be able to really receive notifications and and also on SoundCloud you can follow as well and also you can just check in on the website um, but no matter how you follow I also want to encourage you to write a review uh, write a comment Um, uh, my, my my vision for this is for it to be a community to be a place where people can go that that aren't afraid to talk about their chaos aren't afraid to talk about um, you know maybe their questions or fears or worries or doubts but that they know that they are in this together and that they know that they have a community that. I'll come alongside them and that we'll look at them with eyes of love and empathy and grace and compassion and, um, and also a place where the truth will be be able to, to, uh, to flourish and that, you know, come into color and chaos, that there is a truth. There is a deeper truth than just a shallow um, patch or a fix to a, uh, to a situation you might be going through that I might be going through. So with all that um, I am so excited about today's episode Um, with that. I want to go ahead and go into it. Um, I'm a firm believer in names. Um, I, I love names. I love names of, 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 of albums, of bands, of tracks on, on a CD. I love names of people. Um, I love I, I love names of, of po- uh, poetry. Um, for instance, the, the poem that you just heard at the very beginning of this, um, the, the name is Shine a Light on Me. And I'm a firm believer that the name can, can show and, 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 and give a bigger picture of something that's, that's yet to follow. And so with this, I want to go ahead and give you the name of today's episode, and you probably already saw it, so I might be kind of defeating the purpose of uh, telling you, but uh, for my sake, I, I love to talk about the name. But the name of this episode is What Matters More. What Matters More. And with this, in the beginning of this, I want to start off with three stories, three stories within my life, three experiences um, that go into this idea of what matters more. And as we go into this, I also want to say this, that no matter what you're going through, my prayer is that you can look at your life and look at what you're focusing on, what, what you're currently wrestling with. And I want you to also ask the question, what matters more in your situation? Because I, I, I'm i a firm believer that all three of these situations can can shine to a bigger picture that also you might be going through as well or that you will go through so the first uh the first experience i want to tell you about was uh it goes back to 2012 um and i shared a little bit about this last podcast and anybody who knows me knows that i, I share about it. it's part of my story it's part of my testimony um but in 2000, uh 2011 my parents got divorced and uh, as, as, as much as you can imagine, this is very painful, very hard time. If you've been through divorce, you know how it feels. If you're a child that's been through divorce, you know how it feels as well. And it's something that I would not wish upon anybody. But in saying that, my parents went through a divorce and it was very painful. But I remember I um, I, I surrendered my life to Jesus and met him in June 2011. And so from 2011 all the way to 2012, it was this journey and a journey that I'm still on of allowing his word to transform me and allow him to grow me. Me. And so I want to fast forward to 2012 because it was a moment that I was I was getting active in, in uh, communities and um and houses uh in uh, houses of faith um and churches and so when I went into those uh when I went into a church um they sometimes would have like a youth retreat that they would go on and um and if you've ever been to camp you know kind of the feeling and you're at camp and all these cool things happen and you come back from camp and now it's like okay how do I apply what I learned at camp here especially if you're a follower of Christ and you've been to a camp where they talk about um, uh, talk about Christ and the scripture and they talk about living a life through the worldview of the scripture then you know how it feels at camp you're you're getting all this information good stuff and you come back and now it's time to apply it and so I was a senior in high school and this is one of the very first um, like camps that I've been to that was uh, that was about the Bible and about growing in Christ and I come back home, and I remember my mom picking me up, and um, I can't remember or not if there was any unresolved issue before I went to camp. But big picture wise, I know at that time in my life, me and my mom um, were we're having a rocky relationship. It was very difficult. Um, my mom did not understand the, the 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 change that was going on within me, and uh, I mean, I honestly didn't even understand the change that was going on within me. Um, I also was very hurt about what's what's happened within the family. I was still trying to process that, so I was trying to understand how can I view mom um, in light of what what happened and everything, and also how to view dad and, and my family, and what does this mean, and trying to process, as you can imagine. So we get in the car, and um, unfortunately, me and my mom start going at it, and, uh, and uh, we both— are allowing our tongues to get the best of us and we're trying to, to, to prove a point or to to get to a conclusion or whatever um, we both I'm very sure my mom had really good intentions I had good intentions but it's coming out all wrong have you ever been in a situation like that where you're trying just to get the other person to see what you're talking about and in the process they're trying to do the exact same thing and all it comes into is all this noise and all this argument and you feel like going into the situation it was a lot better than what it's going through and what is the aftermath of it so anyway I was in one of those as you can probably relate and so I remember my mom saying hey Joan I have to go to my apartment and get get some stuff um, you know here just wait in the car and I remember in my heart just feeling so much honestly disgust of the fact that I I had to think about my mom having another an apartment and um, and just this this confusion of God what's going on you know this is something I never would have thought and anyway, my mom goes inside the apartment to, to get her things. And at the moment, I had such a pivotal point in my life where I was just thinking and praying and crying and saying, God, what's going on? I remember at the moment thinking um, basically in these words of what matters more. And at that moment, I was able to think about my mom as a person, not just as my mom, but a person. And I remember thinking about my mom and all the hell, literal, um, that that she endured on this, on this on this earth that she had growing up between uh, between her mom and her dad and her mom dying when she was young and my and, and and her dad her dad not knowing how to process that and taking it out on the kids and and my mom leaving home at fourteen and all this stuff going on in my mom's life and how she is just like that little girl that that's back there back then at that moment at the house just like me saying you know God what is going on. And I, I started to view my mom as a person and not just as my mom. And I started to see the fact that my mom had fears and doubts and worries and baggage and, and anxiety and and un, unmet expectations and all these things that were producing all of these things within her. Um, and 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 a lot of it that I looked at, I can so easily look at and say, I don't like that. That is bad. That is destroying the family. That's that's hurting me. But at a moment, at that moment, I really feel that the Lord allowed me to see a bigger picture of the fact that the reason why my mom is Act in the way that she is is because she's trying to process it just like I'm trying to process it and I don't get every step right in this dance either and I remember my mom coming back in the car and I remember her looking at me and me looking at my mom and um and and the thing about me and my mom we've always had such a very close relationship even at a young age and and I think that really helped highlight the fact that um, during this this time in in our relationship during that the the season of the divorce and and the aftermath of that uh, it really highlighted the fact of okay what it matters more, and I remember my mom looking at me, and me looking at my mom, and we both had tears in our eyes, and we just broke we just broke. And I remember weeping and mama weeping and, and she's saying, you know, Jonah, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying, no mom. Like, so I'm sorry. You know, like I love you. I love you. I forgive you. I understand, you know, and, and we had this powerful moment that would not have happened if we both held to our views and our sides and, and a lack of understanding and empathy and grace and compassion and mercy. And at that moment was a pivotal moment where the Lord showed me, look, Jonah, That what sometimes you think matters more really doesn't. But what matters more is the fact that do you look at people with eyes of compassion, grace, and empathy, and mercy, and understanding, and seeking to love them as I've loved you? And that's one story I think about when it comes to what matters more. And um, maybe in your life, you might be thinking right now of relationships um, in your life that that maybe aren't the, the closest that you would want it to be, and it's causing a lot of this anxiety within you. So that's, that's one thing. And, and the, the next story goes back to um, uh, when I was in a relationship, with a woman um and we were actually engaged such a fantastic um wonderful godly woman and and the lord showed me so much through her um and, and we we dated through college and there's this one moment um where her dad was in the hospital because he got in a motorcycle accident it was very traumatic for her and for the family and for me um and we didn't know really what was going to come from this and i remember there's one day we were at the hospital all day and um and her mom turned to me and said, hey, Jonah, do you mind if you take uh, take take the woman that, um, th- I'm trying not to say your name out of respect, uh, but do you mind if you take my daughter? And um, right at that time, I was living with a friend. Um, just I was actually sleeping on his floor to try to save money for marriage. Um, and so she said, hey, can you go to uh, take her to your friend's house and allow her to stay in the guest room? There was a guest room at the house. And I said, yeah, absolutely, because she couldn't really stay at the hospital. There wasn't really any place for her to stay. And so on the way to the house, um, for some reason, um, I know the Lord's already forgiven me, um, and you might understand right when I say this, but I, I took her to McDonald's, classy. <laughs> but I took her to McDonald's and uh, and uh, we got some food and um, she got some chicken nuggets. I don't know what I got, um, and I don't even know why I just said that. But anyway, so we go back to the house, she she ate and everything, we're, we're doing fine. We're trying just to allow the heavy hearts that we had of what's going on with the dad, just to rest easy for a second then all of a sudden she, i remember she her looking at me at the at the table of the, the house that i was staying at and her saying jonah i don't feel so well and at that moment i saw upon her face that she, that that things were going south fast long story short she got sick all night it is one of the most violent sicknesses that i ever witnessed And it was, it was, it was, she was very, very sick. It was some type of food poisoning. By the grace of God, it only lasted pretty much that night and I think the next day, but it was pretty much just that night. But long story short, I remember looking at her as she was, she was in the bed and I tried my hardest to take care of her and make sure that, um, that, you know, she had a wet rag and everything. And I was trying my hardest, but I was hurting too, that she was hurting. And I remember her laying in bed and she was sleeping at this point. She was just exhausted I remember looking at her and thinking um, just how she did not look good, that she looked very, very sick. And I was, I guess I already had death on my mind because I was thinking about her dad and and I was praying, God, please don't take him, but allow him to heal from this, this bad motorcycle accident. And so some reason I was thinking about that and anybody who knows me knows I think about death a lot and it's not like an obsessive way, but it's more of like, okay, well, help me live, help me live each day to the fullest type of way. And uh, so I was I was thinking about death. I was thinking, you know what, God, what if she died right now? And of course, that's a painful thought of anybody that you love. Um, And especially, you know, I'm looking at my fiance and I'm saying, God, what if you take her? And, um, and at that moment I started thinking about, you know, Jonah, what would you regret um, if, if, if she just left, if, if the, if she died at this moment. And I started thinking about the fact that she loves lemonade. She loves lemonade And, and the thing with me, um, when it comes to, um, going out to eat, I try to keep it as cost effective as possible, as many people do. And so when it comes to getting drinks, um, or especially in this case, lemonade, I, I try to stick with water to try to save money, especially this time we were trying to save money for marriage (laughs) and, um, and I was, we were still in college and everything. So every single time she would want lemonade when we go out to eat pretty much every single time. Um, I don't think that's a stretch for me to say that about myself, but every single time that we went out to eat, I would always inside, maybe not outside vocalize it, but especially inside, I would always hate whenever she would ask, hey, Jonah, can I get a lemonade? Because I knew that it cost about 2 two dollars and thirty cents or to three dollars and sometimes you know it would be even more than that and i remember sometimes every time she'd ask i would always give her grief about it even if it was just a snarky comment like oh come on you know you're only going to drink two sips whatever it was it was coming from a heart that was saying look this is i don't understand this this makes no sense to me and um and because i don't understand it i'm i'm going to make sure that you know i don't understand that and it's something that I, that I regret. And especially at that time, I was looking at her and I was thinking of all the times I regret giving her grief about that. And it was almost as if as almost as almost if the Lord spoke to me at that moment when I was looking at her and saying, you know what, Jonah, what matters more? What matters more? That every single one of us have lemonades of our life. And sometimes when we don't understand other people's lemonades, the things that brings them pleasure and joy and satisfaction, sometimes when we don't understand it, we look down or talk down upon it. And in process, you're talking down upon Upon that person as well because they really get a lot of 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 joy from those things and regardless if it's good or bad or or anything in this case it wasn't really bad it was lemonade i I drink i drink soda and 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 so i could not look down upon her at all for getting lemonade so it wasn't a health issue that i didn't understand it was a fact that her lemonade was different than mine and i remember at that moment thinking you know what what matters more what matters more blessing someone with a lemonade or giving them grief because you don't understand it. And I think about it in our life, how many times do we not understand what blesses other people? Maybe it's a TV show, maybe it's a video game, maybe it's a it's a song or a band or a concert or or maybe may, for some people it's a cigarette. Sometimes it's a cigarette or, or whatever. And and maybe to us we we see, you know, in case of a cigarette or or some other things, it could be destructive, right? And a lot of times we, we try to get them to stay away from it and everything. In the process, we're failing to see that the more that we harp on people, just telling them, you know, hey, I don't understand your situation, except for asking them, hey, can you explain your situation to me? When we do that, the person is going to tune us out because they don't know that, that what we're saying is coming from a, from a pure place of just trying to understand and, and know and be there for them. But I just think about how many times do we give other people grief because we just don't understand it? Or maybe we give people group people groups grief because we just don't understand them. Or maybe we give certain beliefs grief because we just don't understand it. And I was thinking about what matters more? Each and every person has a soul, and each and every person is made in the image of God, and God loves them so much that he died for them, and he died for you, he died for me. And not only that, but he didn't stay dead, but he rose again so that we can have a life that's abundant through him. When we call upon him and say, Jesus, my life is yours. I want you to be my creator, savior, and sustainer, which I already know you are, but now I'm acknowledging it and you are Lord of my life and I'm no longer gonna be led by my lack of understanding or my lack of empathy or my lack of mercy or grace or love but, and selfishness. But God, I want you to be Lord of my life and I want to be selfless and I wanna be able to look at other people like you look at them as well. What matters more? Specifically, maybe in your life, what matters more? Does it matter that, that your voice is heard? Or does it matter the fact that, that, that you're hearing the voices of those around you? What matters more? Are pain and uncomfortability because of chaos in our life or a confusion or a grief in our life? Or the fact that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that will not let go of us, and that he is faithful, and even in the unpleasant situations, even in the grief and the brokenness and the chaos that he promises in Jeremiah twenty-nine, thirteen, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. What matters more? Does it matter more that we're comfortable now? Or that we know in the, in the process of him growing us that regardless of our, our comfortability here and now, that this is not what we should be living for, but we should be living for to be a greater and, and, and better offering to our creator who made us. No matter where you're at watching this, you might be a believer. You might be someone who is following after Christ. You might be someone who says that you follow after Christ, but inside you know that you really haven't been growing and saying, you know what, God, I want to say that. Look, I want you to shape my worldview, and I want you to shape my heart. God, give me empathy. Give me grace and mercy. Maybe you're someone who you focus on truth, which is good. Truth is good, especially truth that's found in the Bible. But you focus so much on that that you neglect the mercy and grace and love and, and compassion. And I would say to you, even though this is hard to hear, but if we focus only on truth and not on love, mercy, compassion, and grace, then we are truly not representing and reflecting Christ. But instead, we are, we are dumbing down and we are, we, and, and anyway, we're contributing to the chaos. But see, we have a creator that is holistic. He loves us. He's there for us. What matters more? What matters more? And, and there's a quote that I want to read you. It's found in a book that I'm reading, and if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put a link in the description so so that you can check out this book if this interests you, but it's by a man named Harry Schumberg, I think that's his name, but it's Harry Schumberg, and he says this, God is into doing a complete work of grace, not a partial one. I want to repeat, repeat that again. God is into doing a complete work of grace, not a partial one. God wants to change the heart, not just get rid of an uncomfortable feeling. God's ways are not our ways. And he may need to use our struggles to keep us dependent on his strength and his provision. I'm going to read that last part one more time. He says this. God's ways are not our ways. He may need to use our struggles to keep us dependent on his strength and provision. He may need to use our struggles to keep us dependent on his strength and his provision. It makes me think about this. First Samuel 12 samuel is about to die basically and he's looking at the nation of israel and they just got this new king named Saul and if you um listen to the last episode I talked a little bit about first Samuel as well so in, in my private time when I'm allowing saying God okay p- p- help me see more of you and help me see more of of where where I I can I can allow you more to be lord of my life and and areas where I've I've neglected that and in my private time I've been reading first Samuel and uh, I'm I'm currently in chapter 12 and it says this This is a moment where he's looking at the nation of Israel he's about to die and he's giving them like his final his final last words of wisdom and saul the king is there and samuel goes on and tells him hey look look back on every single time that the lord has been faithful to to you And he goes back to the time of Moses and how God delivered them from slavery. They cried out to God and said, God, deliver us from the slavery. And God did. And then they were in the desert and they cried out, God, please uh, provide for us food. And God did. And then they cried out, God, please give us a nation. And God did. And Samuel's allowing them to see every single time you had a need or a desire, the Lord provided. And even now, you, you, you have this desire for a king. And in the process of you asking for a king, a a human, a a person to to lord over you, in the process of you doing that, you're neglecting the fact that I am your king. God's speaking to them through Samuel saying, Look, I am your king. And so Samuel's trying to help them see that by them asking for a king, it shows a a, a heart issue. Just like we read in that quote that God's after the heart, and the heart of these of the Israelites at this time were not seeing God as their king and lord of their life, but they were looking at all the other nations saying, I want to be like them. And so Samuel's trying to get them to see this and allow their hearts to be broken over what they really have done. And so Samuel has this opportunity, speaks into them, and he says this, 1 Samuel 12, verse 16 he says this now therefore stand still and see this great thing that the lord will do before your eyes this is right after he was saying look you know like you did a bad thing by calling out and asking for a king even though the lord has given you a king he's given you what you asked for but will it really satisfy you will he will that provide the need that you feel like you're you're lacking or are, is the need that you're desiring found outside of a king, but it's truly found in God alone? And so Samuel says, you know, stand before and see a great thing the Lord would do before your eyes. Verse 17. This is 1 Samuel 12:17. says this. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call upon the Lord that he may send thunder and rain, and you shall know and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord set thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And and it made me think, why do they have this this awe and reverence of the Lord and Samuel at this moment? Because because Samuel asked for rain and it came down. And it made me think, the reason why they have awe and reverence is because at that moment, they realized God knows their needs. God knows their needs. And the whole time they thought that their needs was a king, but the king can't produce rain to water their crops the king can't satisfy all the chaos that's going on in their life and in their nation and at this moment when God provides the rain they see oh my goodness Lord you are what I wanted all along but I was I was focused on the wrong things of things that really don't matter at this moment, Samuel's basically telling the nation, what matters more? And there's a pivotal moment right here that I don't want us to miss. And we were talking about the, the moments that, that we we prioritize truth, but neglect mercy, grace, and love, and all the rest that, that makes up com- that compassion. And, and at this moment, Samuel had a, a, a neat opportunity that he could have kicked them while they were down, threw a stone at them, and said, look, you messed up bad, and now God's going to punish you. But he does something else. And this is an application that we can draw out. No matter what's your chaos, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you've blown it, that this is something we can we can draw from as well. And he says this, and this is verse 20. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have done this great evil, yet... See, he tells them truth, but he also does it in, in love, mercy, and compassion. And, and so he's a holistic. He's, he's showing a big picture of what it looks like to actually love and to speak a color into chaos and not allow the chaos to be coming out of us while we're going through chaotic situations. And he says this, Do not turn aside after empty things that cannot provide or deliver, for they are empty. And I want to read read that, that verse before one more time in this verse as well. Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Verse 21, and do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty, for the Lord will not forsake his people. In our lives, guys, what are we pursuing? Are we pursuing the Lord that is after our heart change? Or are we more asking the Lord to deliver us from a uncomfortable, painful circumstance, situation, emotion, season, and we are neglecting the fact that even if the Lord gave us what we wanted, just like the nation of Israel wanted a king, even if God gives you what you want and what I want, what matters more at that moment? A good father cares more about the well-being of their child than their immediate satisfaction. And we have a creator, savior, sustainer that, 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 That thinks of things the exact same way. The Lord even says through the word, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. But in the process, he also gives us an invitation. Come to me, all who are weary and and heavy at heart, and I will give you rest. What matters more? What matters more? So you might be wondering, okay, Jonah, where do we go from here? If we've already you've already talked about two stories and this whole concept of what matters more um, Well, I would say, you know, I did tell you I'll tell you three stories so I'll tell you the third story and uh, and we'll, we'll wrap it up um, But before I say the third story, I also want to just take some time to breathe and just remind you That by no way am I saying that your pain is not real By no way Am I saying your pain is not relevant? But what I am saying is that your pain should not have the authority to have the final word. But there is beauty that can come from this if we choose to allow it. And that we have a creator who would not allow something to happen without a greater purpose and a better purpose to come out of it. And I know that might be hard to hear through the pain. It's hard for me to say it through the pain. I rather put my feet down in belief and faith that all this chaos has purpose than to believe with faith that it doesn't. And I know in my life the biggest catalysts for change and the biggest catalysts to transform me to to reflect more of my creator savior and sustainer who for by the way knows pain and understands pain. He, his whole life, he experienced pain to the point of dying on a cross. But just like Christ, that did not have the final word over him. And likewise, when we are in him, when our identity and our life and our, and, and, and our being is in him, pain doesn't have the last word over us either. And that goes with death as well. If you're struggling with grief and a death, whether it be a literal physical death of someone that you love, or maybe it might be something like a divorce. A, 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 like Jason Gray, the singer, he 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 compares divorce to a death without a funeral, because with other with other deaths you have time to put closure to it, but with divorce and the end of a relationship and breakups and that stuff, sometimes you don't have that opportunity to have a closure. But every single day you're reliving it. And what did I do wrong? What did what what could I have done better? And you're constantly thinking about the ways that you've messed up. If that's you right now, I want to say that that will not have the final word either. That will not have the final word either. That there is color that can come out of this chaos if we allow it to. So I'll share the third story real quick. And we'll end and pray with this. But I had a professor in college and he's someone who struggled with depression very bad. And to this day he still does. But he's a very good close friend and mentor and um every every day in class he would always be honest and transparent with everybody not trying to hide the fact that everything wasn't okay but he he was a devout believer in the lord and he still is he's a devout just a mentor that i learned so much from but he looked at us he said you know what guys it's better to give flowers to warm hands than to cold hands and i want to end with that what matters more what matters more the people around you are not obstacles. They are people with souls that are, are relatable with you through your pain. We all have pain. We all have stories. But we all have a creator, savior, and sustainer that will not give up on us. And just like he was there for the nation of Israel, even though they kept turning their back, turn their back, even though he was there for me, when I kept turning my back, turning my back, and even to this day, at times when I turn my back and I, I, I neglect him, he is faithful to pursue us, even in the chaos. And he's faithful to pursue you. I want to encourage you today that today is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us go to the Lord. If we messed up, say, you know what, Lord? Today is the day that I am going to say, you know what, Lord? You are my God and you will have the final word, not this pain, not this trauma, not this hurt, not this chaos. So I want to pray real quick and and just pray blessings over you and encouragement. You matter so much. And the Lord is not done with you yet. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. Lord, we, we pray right now that, that, that we can see through our pain a bigger picture. And for us to ask the question, what matters more? And Lord, we know ultimately that you matter more than anything that this world can offer. And Lord, even though our pain may lie to us and tell us that 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 we don't matter and that our lives don't matter and that, um, and that you have abandoned us, Lord, we know that you are faithful. God, I I filled it, I filled it so many times in my life, and I, I I am experiencing it now, Lord, and I will experience it tomorrow, Lord. And I declare that over everyone listening to this right now. If someone's listening to this and they don't have yet a relationship with you, Lord, today is the day that they can just call out to you, and you will meet them in such a real, and relevant way. And God, for those who don't feel anything and that they, they are numb, Lord, we pray that that we don't constantly seek all the answers, but that we seek you and know that you will deliver us from this numbness and you will deliver us from this chaos, God. And it might not be the most comfortable way that you do it, but Lord, you are faithful to us. And if we don't if we don't see an answer this side of heaven, Lord, we will when we're standing in your presence, Lord. May us not just have truth but let us walk in truth and love as well, God. Help us see one another as you see them and help us see our pain as you see our pain. God, you are compassionate. When the woman committed adultery, Lord, you got on your knees and you you looked at her and you spoke truth, but love and mercy and compassion, God. We trust that today. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen, amen. God bless you guys. I look forward to talking to you. Um, Today's Friday, so it will be on Monday. So God bless you. You have a great day. Remember, if you like what you heard, leave a comment, subscribe, write a review, share it. But we are in this together, and it's such an honor to have you a part of this ride. God bless you. See ya.